Good morning, Westridge. It's good to be here with you in person and online as we continue in in our Wrestling with God series. Now, while we've been talking about times of challenge in our lives, I think it's important to recognize that our goal is to provide hope. Hope that we can not only survive these times, but that we can, uh, we can rise through them. And today we're going to look at uh, when you have hit the wall. Now, for our anniversary weekend a few weeks ago, we went with our family to uh, Warren Dunes. Uh, the beach is right on Lake Michigan, and there's a huge sand dune right off the parking lot. Now, it doesn't look like much in this picture here, okay? But uh, it's over 300 feet tall, made entirely out of sand. And we decided, along with a lot of people that were there at the, uh, at the beach, to climb the obstacle. And right out of the gate, we began to notice the challenges we were going to face. Sand shifts, Right? And as we began to climb, the sand was going out underneath our feet as we were going up. Then there was the grade of the dune, which was about like this, the heat of the sun, and there was no wind that day. And what we thought was going to be an enjoyable hike turned out to be something that was more of a challenge than a lot of joy. Now, guys, we all understand adversity, don't we? Uh, normally, adversity is something that we face individually, and, and we've been talking through some of the different, the different things that we, we face individually in life. However, as you recognize, the past two years, we have shared adversity collectively, right? The pandemic was something that affected all of us. The world situation that, that we're living in right now is affecting all of us, with inflation seeing un- unprecedented rising costs of gas and food, Of course, conflict and fear all around us, along with political unrest, it has not been easy. It's not been enjoyable. And we have no idea how long the adversity is going to hang on. This leads to the theme for the day. I believe adversity is something we all face. And it is something we can prepare for. In fact, we can prepare to get through challenging times by following the, uh, the things we're going to look at today and the story we're going to look at in 2 Kings. Now, I read this verse in, in Proverbs a few weeks ago, and I, I really liked it. I just wanted to pass along to you. Here's what it says. Though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. He rises again. I have a picture of Bear grills in quicksand. Okay? I was watching Man vs. Wild one time when he came across a patch of quicksand. And he said, now, I would not recommend this to anyone watching the show, right? But just in case you ever find yourself in quicksand, we've all had that happen to us, haven't we? Okay, just in case you find yourself caught in quicksand, let me show you how to escape. And so he jumped in. And then, inch by inch, step by step, he extricated himself from the danger. Hey, today, we're going to look at the story of a woman in the Old Testament who faced adversity. She was caught. She and her family trapped by their circumstances. I guess you could say she hit the wall. Uh, This message today is for any of us who have said, how am I going to get through this one? Or not again. Or, oh, no. We've all hit the wall at times. We can't get through it. And we're going to look at that truth in 2 Kings chapter 4. Slow and steady, we know it's heavy, we can prepare, and on we go, on we go. Hey, we can prepare for adversity, my friends. 
The story we're going to look at today in 2 Kings 4, we read this. The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two, son, two boys as his slaves. Now last week, Scott talked about Elijah and, the, and the, when he kind of hit the wall himself. And today we're going to look at the life of his predecessor, or excuse me, the guy who succeeded him as a prophet. Now, the company of prophets was a bunch of guys who talked about Jesus, or talked about God to the people around them. And they had a leader most of the time, and the leader at this point in time was Elisha. Now, this widow found herself in a very difficult circumstance. Her husband had died, leaving her to take care of her children without any visible means of support. And, of course, he had left some debt behind, and his debtor, knowing that he wasn't going to collect the debt from the the husband, said, well, I'm just going to take it from the wife. And since she had no assets except for her boys, the creditor was going to take her boys as his slaves. She was between a rock and a hard place. And I'm sure she had one of those, how in the world am I going to get out of this moment? And we've all experienced these. We've, we've all hit the wall at times when we don't see any way out of the circumstances we find ourselves in. But I think when we're, we look at her life, we can see some steps on how to get through and rise through adversity. Now, the first thing we recognize is that she did not panic. I go back to Bear Grylls uh, when he jumped into the quicksand. And he said, said, here's the first step in getting out of quicksand. He said, listen, even though every muscle in your body is screaming to fight against the quicksand and struggle your way out of it, he said, you must calm yourself and relax and float. I'll tell you what, that is counterintuitive. When we're trapped in something, we want to fight to get our way out of it. I mean, I know that's what I do. And when it comes to counterintuitive things, to take a breath and relax when we're trapped in a situation, it just doesn't make, our, make sense. Uh, I had hip surgery back in December last year. I have a, I have a new right hip, okay? And, and I graduated, within a couple weeks, I graduated from a walker to a cane. Now, I, I went to the physical therapist, and they measured me for a cane. And when, when the time came to, she said, I want you to, I want you to try your cane out. My, I had a right hip replaced. Okay, and I said, I did this, and she said, no, 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 no. You don't put it on your your weak hip, your your weak side. I said, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. She said, no, you you put it on your opposite side. She said, here's what you do. I said, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Okay? I did tell my wife when I first got surgery that I'm going to do everything the doctor tells me to do, which runs against my, my intuition, okay? But I'll tell you what, the more I did that, the more I realized, okay, that does make sense because you're supporting your hip as you put the weight on it, okay? Hey, when things don't make sense, when it goes counterintuitive to what we think it should be, by the way, my hip's really doing well, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm doing good, okay? Yo, God's good. I mean, <laughs> God's very good, Okay. Uh, when things are counterintuitive, we come in these situations where, we've, where all of a sudden things press down in on us. Our first inclination is to fight against it. Now, this lady did not panic. Now, I'm sure she felt it, but she didn't panic. Instead, we're told she cried out to Elisha. 
And it's interesting to me, the same phrase that we've talked about when we cry out to God in our time of need is a word that she used to cry out to Elisha. I guess she realized that she'd cry out to God, she'd cry out to the man who represented God, okay? And so she did. She went to him and she said, help me. Now, why did this step work for her? Well, here's the thing I recognize when I looked at what happened to her. She engaged a fresh perspective. Instead of looking at the problem that was all around her, Elisha helped her to look up at the God who was all around her. See, wise counsel goes a long way when we face adversity. I mean, who do you count on as a listening ear for someone who can help you see things in a different way than the the situation you're involved in? Who will tell you what you need to hear? Not Not necessarily what you want to hear. I had a friend call me up a couple of weeks ago who was, he was embroiled in a situation. And he said, here's what I know. You don't have a horse in this race, and I know you'll shoot straight with me. So I did. I did. I hopefully it helped. Well, when she cried out to Elisha, I want you to see what his response was. His response was, how can I help you? We always have a God who wants to help us. And I'll tell you what, most of the time we have people who want to help. And then he asked her this, tell me what you have in your house. Now, it's a great question because I know this lady was not thinking about what she did have. She was thinking about what she didn't have. I have no way of solving this problem. But Elisha caused her to look at what she had. Now, we can tell what she was thinking, though, by what she said. She said, your servant has nothing there at all. I got zip. I kind of think that Elisha looked at her like this. She said, well, okay, I've got nothing but a little oil. I, uh, I pulled this out of can, the trash can last night, <laughs> okay? And I, I brought it out my granddaughter who was at the house. She's seven. She said, Grandpa, why do you have that? And I said, well, I'm, I'm telling a story about a lady who had a little bit of oil. And she looked at, uh, she looked at this thing. She said, well, there's a little bit of oil there. I said, I know. I know. It made sense to a seven-year-old. <laughs> okay. She said, all I have is a little bit of oil. When we feel like we're hitting the wall, it, it's normal to want to fight our way out of the trouble. It's normal to see everything around us instead of what we may have in our hands. Instead of fighting, though, maybe it's time to relax, take a breath, and listen to wise counsel. And develop develop a plan before charging ahead. And uh, guys, I'm talking to myself here more than anybody, all right? Because I know my tendencies. Elisha helped her see what she did have. And he created a plan to help her by using what she had. And what was this plan? Here's what he said. Go around, ask all your neighbors for empty jars. And don't ask for just a few. See, he told her what she needed to do. She needed to take a step of faith. And when she did, she was going to see how God could use a little bit of oil to solve a big problem. So when panic sets in, and we all face it, when situations arrive, (gasps) when panic sets in, we follow the example of this lady. We do what's counterintuitive. Instead of struggling, we stop, breathe, cry out for help, and then listen to the help. Now, 
Wow, that's the second thing I recognized here. This lady got some traction. So I watched Bear in quicksand. And what he did, he, he drew his legs up. He said, here's what you do. You draw your legs up when you're in quicksand. You're not fighting. Draw your legs up. And then he said, you kind of get over on your side, and you begin to monkey crawl. You know what a monkey crawl is? looks something like this. I know it looks ridiculous, but it worked for him. Because inch by inch, he just reached out and he began to pull against the, against the quicksand. And he began to move. Little traction, little, little bits of traction. We all understand what traction is, right? It's a key reality when we drive. Uh, when we're in the midst of adversity, though, what we want to do is it's real easy to try and spin our tires and go nowhere as we allow adversity to overwhelm us. And this is a trap this widow lady could have fallen into with her predicament. Instead, she chose to gain traction, and this took the form of listening to what Elisha told her and doing it, following instructions. On the, on the surface, the instruction to go get as many empty jars as possible from your neighbors doesn't make a lot of sense, right? How in the world is that going to help me? And it's interesting that Elisha didn't tell, him, didn't tell her exactly what was going to happen with the oil. He also left it up to her as to how many jars she was going to go get. So a lot of this was left in her hands. What kind of faith do you have? You're going to get a few jars? Or you can get a whole neighborhood full of jars. She did what Elisha told her to do. She went to her neighbor. She collected as many jars as she could. She went into her house, shut the door, and then we're going to leave her for just a moment here. Now, I see a couple of realities for dealing with adversity here by looking at her to get traction. First of all, traction requires us taking steps of faith, even if they're just little bitty ones. As I mentioned before, sometimes it's counterintuitive to trust God in challenging circumstances because we want to do everything we can on our own to get out of it. But maybe that's the important time to realize, I'm talking to myself again, I don't have much strength on my own. Uh, This was the truth I saw as we climbed that sand, sand dune a few weeks ago. My oldest son, his wife, my two grandchildren... They flew up that mountain. Darla and Logan and I, not so much. Okay? That sand was tough. My bride had to stop several times on the mountain. And because I'm a very supportive husband, I stopped alongside her. And I was breathing pretty hard myself too, okay? Honestly. But I looked ahead and I saw part of my family all the way way at the summit. And we were only halfway up. But instead of me comparing myself to their situation where they were ahead and they were done, we just kept trudging because we're going to get to the top one way or another. And we did. Here's what it looks like from the top. Notice Logan's not even in the picture. Poor guy. Anyway, (laughs) this lady took the steps of faith by going and asking her neighbors for help. Okay? So I think we need to take the steps. We also need to ask for help. Sometimes we get stuck in thinking we need to extricate ourselves from the adversity on our own. 
when really all we need to do is just trudge forward another step and keep going. See, sometimes traction looks like taking another step. And sometimes traction looks like reaching your hand out and asking somebody to help. I was watching barbecue, barbecue Brawl and Bobby Flay's team. He was trying to, to get one of his team members, trying to give him some help. He said, we got a big challenge. I'll, I'll help you. And the guy said, no, I got this, Bobby. No problem. Bobby, several times, he said, are you sure? I'll, I'll help you. The guy said, no, no, no. I got, I'm an expert at this. Well, the guy failed. Bobby's team lost. And the guy got voted off. All because he refused help. We've got people who will help. Sometimes we just need to reach out our hand and ask. And that's the last thing I see from this lady. She just kept moving. You know, momentum is a, is a beautiful thing. This is what I saw with Bear. Inch by inch as he drew himself out of the quicksand so, and let, until once again he was sitting on, on solid ground. So here's the lady. Shut up inside her home just like Elisha told her. She took that little bit of oil she had. And she began to pour. And that little bit of oil, she poured into one jar, and then another jar, and then another jar, and then another jar. She told her boys, keep the jars coming, boys. The boys kept the jars coming, and on and on and on, just poured and poured and poured and fill, fill, fill. Until last, she finally said, okay, bring me another one. And her son said, mom, that's all we've got. And that's when the oil stopped flowing. Just like that. She went and told Elisha what had happened. He knew. And Elisha told her, okay, you go sell the oil. Uh, get rid of the debt. Save your boys and live on the rest. It's all yours. God showed up. Even when it looked like there was no hope, she trusted what she'd been told and was able to experience God's help personally. Hey, sometimes in the midst of adversity, we may, be, we may feel tempted to go our own way. We may feel tempted to rely on our own strength or wisdom. Or maybe we feel like throwing in the towel because it's just not working. And those are the times when we need an example like this lady here. For she stood strong and she refused to be moved. She did what she was told. And God showed up. I've been to... Uh, several Little League games this year, watching my grandson and his team play. And I, I began to notice something take place as batters were in the box. Said so the, uh, they'd be in the box, and as the, as the pitcher wound up and he began to throw toward the plate, they'd do this. Know what I mean? Next pitch come in, and, and my son, who's a coach, would yell, What? Stay in the box. And he's right. Because what I realize is you're never going to hit a pitch if you're not in the box. If you're afraid of what's going to happen. And Jared's counsel is very true. I told my grandson, here's what you do, bud. If you're going to take a step, you step right at the pitcher and let it go. And I think that is the same kind of advice we need at times when we're stuck in adverse times. See, it's real easy to bail or, or to be paralyzed by the fear of what's going on around us. 
when really all we're told is trust God, stay in the box, and keep swinging. Keep swinging. Because God always comes through for his people. And I mean that. Always. Always. What does it look like to, uh, to get through adversity? I've got a video. This, this video, when I saw it, it just touched my heart. I just wanted to, wanted to show it to you. This is Abby Dennis. That's where it went down. I showed that to, to Darla. And she said, well, it's obvious. It's obvious she was just so much better than everybody else. I said, yeah. But it would have been real easy to just lay there when she fell over that second hurdle. But she got up, and she kept going. Remember that verse I showed you earlier in Proverbs 20, 24, 16? Though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets up again. When you walked in today, you should have received a number eight. I believe we are all called to be people who get up and rise again. When we fall, we get up. We fall seven times. You know what we do? We get up number eight. We get up number eight. So I want you to put that somewhere this week as a reminder of how important it is that we keep getting up no matter what. Sometimes we feel in the midst of adversity, we're walled in, no help or hope, and we begin to wrestle with God. We question his, uh, his care and that's when it's important to remember stories like 2 Kings 4 because followers of Jesus know that there is always hope. And we also know we are never alone. Jesus is always there, his hand extended, ready to help us. And we have a family around us who also provides help and encouragement when we need it. So a couple of action steps this week for you. First of all, do you feel stuck in quicksand? in an area of your life. We all get those quicksand moments. So what do you need to do? Hey, maybe it's, maybe it's choosing to stop taking care of things on your own and ask God for some help. Cry out to him. Maybe it's time to start moving forward. So what will help you get some traction? Hey, for me, it's a variety of things. I love the music of Westridge. Okay? And these songs we sing on Sunday, they are good traction devices for us. Because we sing those songs in the morning when we wake up and realize... God's here. He's for us. Nothing's going to stand against us. Or maybe it's a message you hear. Or maybe it's a friend you have. Uh, maybe it's reading your Bible and praying. I don't know what, you, what you, uh, helps you get traction. But whatever it is, I want to encourage you to get traction. Take a step forward in that area you're having trouble with. Uh, maybe you need somebody to pray with you. We'll pray with you. You're not alone. Secondly, Again, put that number eight somewhere because I know there are times when we feel like we've failed. We've fallen and it's over. You know what? It's not over. You fall seven times, hey, get up number eight. Get up number eight. God's always here. He's always has his arms wide open. He wants us close to him. So if you've bailed, or if you've fallen, let's get up. 
stand in the box, keep swinging. And as we do, we'll get to see what God can do as he fills us up, because he will. And see, that's where I want to be, personally. And I think that's where all of us want to be. Let's stand in the box. Keep swinging.